The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the 630 Ched Afternoon News. Brandon Graziano in for Jaylen Nye. Good afternoon. Man, what a difference a day makes weather-wise, hey? It's uh, it was cold yesterday. Yeah, darn tootin' it was. <laughs> yeah. Going up to twenty six today under sunny skies. There is uh, expected to be a wind south west ten to twenty kilometers an hour, but still, it's beautiful out. It's nice. No, it's this is uh, this is ample walking weather. I find. Yesterday was ample napping weather. Sure. Today is ample walking weather. It's funny, uh, just you know. Uh, just the the thought of jumping in in the car this morning to go get coffee and my heat was blasting. And I thought, yeah, was that just last night? Yeah, I guess it was. No, it, uh, same thing. But this morning, mind you, it was like thirteen this morning when like when I got up and came to work. What time do you come to work? I come to work in the morning. Sure, I get up in the morning as well. I just don't find <laughs> you, the yeah. need to come to work. <laughs> yeah. No, and I totally I agree with you. Right? <laughs> I mean, well, what's the point if if you don't have to? But no, I mean, I had it. I'm 13 for me is a little bit too like it's just there, but it's just enough. To, you know, like the middle sure. dial of the heat. Yeah. Well, it's a little it's chilly not... for July. I think we can all, we're all on the same oh, yeah. page Absolutely. when it comes to that. Plus, it just, you know, we had the weather what we had yesterday, right? That's so right. it's all kind of settling in. So listen, uh, a couple of uh, items of uh, worth mentioning. Interest. Of interest to uh, perhaps our listeners. We'll have uh, tickets to the Syncrude Oil Country Championships again today. Probably do that between 4 and 5 o'clock. want to remind our listeners as well that uh, tomorrow is the last Wednesday in the month, which means uh, Dr. Gans will be in studio from three to four with the segment his segment how does that make you feel his topic tomorrow is seven ways you're killing your relationship without even knowing it and what to do instead should be interesting and uh, i'm also going to have in studio tomorrow at two i think uh, two members of parliament um i'm going to have the opposition critic veteran affairs uh mp john brassard and also mp uh, Kathy Wagenthal. She'll be uh, both in studio. I'll tell you a little bit more about that. And I, I just want to make mention as well. I did this about Vegreville, but I'll mention it for cameras instead. Because I just think this is really fascinating. On Thursday, the Alberta government is recognizing Alberta farm families whose, farmed, whose families have farmed the same land for 100 years or more. Uh, they're being recognized with uh, an award, uh, with several awards. Um, on Thursday in Camrose, I, I know about it because I got a press release, but also I'm entertaining at it as I did in Vagreville. And I'm just, honestly, I'm just, I don't know, so I, I impressed. Uh, that it's been doing it for over 100 years? That there's those many been doing families. It? Yeah, that yeah been... oh, there, there's a lot. Uh, I, I've actually, I haven't, I, I, have atten- I haven't attended one in Alberta, but I've attended two in Saskatchewan when I was a, uh, when I was uh, in Saskatchewan doing the the ag beat, if you will, and you it's, did the ag beat. I helped. Yeah, mm. I. There are some things that I just did not understand. Sure, of course. And I had to ask the senior guy mm. to help me. The out senior with ag it. beat guy. Oh, he's he's like, he's a big deal. Yeah, no, he's won several of those uh, hog awards. What are they? Are remember WKRP? Oh, oh, Les well. Nesman used to always win the uh, hog. Was it hog eye? Hawkeye? I have no Hawkeye idea. News he's Award. got he's got several. Uh, same thing on like what Bob has. Bob mm. Layton has RT yeah. DNA awards. Right. Like that's like the Junos of news. Okay. And he's got a nice shelf. 
for agriculture reporting. Wow, good for him. Anyways, but yeah, not a ton no, of competition but, but, uh, in the field, but sure. But uh, but I've but I, I I have learned a lot, and it's so cool to talk to these families yes. because they've been. We're like, yeah, you know, probably about you know the fifty year mark, we uh, we just didn't do barley anymore because uh, well, we just don't like it. I know, <laughs> right? It's, yeah, like, well, it's kind of cool. Let's be honest, <laughs> right? we we uh, well, I'll I'll own it all by myself. I whine about how tough uh, you know the radio industry can be or how tough uh, comedy can be, but man, that's the actual tough industry. And and the difference you between, don't get a day off. No, and the difference between that and the things that I do also are the things that I do don't make a major difference. The things they do, they are the backbone of the province, and they have been long before we hit oil. So of Canada, yeah, big time. Well, see, oil wouldn't have made as much sense if I'd have made it Canada. That's why I went with Alberta. Okay, but gotcha. sure, Canada. Well, Canada, yeah. I mean, uh, Canadian farmers have been helping us out for years, and in all sectors, you know, whether it be dairy, beef, or uh, or grain. I want your opinion on something, and you weren't expecting me to ask, um, so I'm going to catch you a little bit off guard. And the reason I want to catch you off guard, yes, uh, is because I want just a not, I want a just a gut wrench reaction. All right. Because you are a member of the media, and here's the thing, um, I still don't really consider myself a member of the media. I, I Even though you've been doing it longer than me. Seven years, but I've been doing this, which is not media, it's not investigative oh, reporting. Oh, you, you've been doing it seven years? Yeah. Oh, I guess we've got the same amount of time under it, our belt. Well, okay. I did two for free. Oh. So, <laughs> I don't know there if that's in the seven or plus <laughs> the seven, I can never remember. Anyways, yes, continue. Right, so... Uh, by the, even though I don't consider myself to be a member of the media, I also do not want to take a position of criticizing the media. Um, and I'm fascinated by the job that they do. And I know that oftentimes they do it with very few uh, resources or limited resources. And while doing it, they get criticized for not asking the right questions. So I don't want to be that guy or anything like that. But you're more of a media guy than I am. So Nathan Cooper, the interim uh, UCP leader... Uh, had a uh, media availability today. Yes. We we carried it live on Ryan Jesperson's show. At was, 11 o'clock? That's right. It was approximately 13 minutes long. And basically, it was an announcement of who's going to do what in the interim. That's what interim leaders do, right? So it wasn't... Um, it was sort of like, here's who's going to be our whip. Here's who's going to be our house leader. Uh, here's who's going to do this, this, and this. But stopping short of appointing people, official critics to whatever, because that's up to the new leader. So there's, which totally makes sense. There's no point in an interim leader saying, here's how it's going to run. And then in October, the new guy saying, no, that's not how it's going to run. So I'm totally cool with that. Here's the part. And I don't want to get any of our listeners who this resonates with, I'm not trying to get our hate on here at all, so please don't think that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just curious. So I listened to the whole thing. So Nathan Cooper outlines, you know, basically what could have been in an email, but that's fine. It's a media avail, and and he took questions. So the first question was about a shadow cabinet, right? Okay. So that's a good question because all opposition parties have to have a shadow cabinet. PCs have won, Wild Rose have won, so you're going to have some overlap. But as I said, he said, hey, we're not going to change a whole lot of things here. We'll just leave it till the new leader comes in. So I'm okay with that. So the next question was about LGBT rights, because he had done a radio interview eight or ten years ago in which he was less than supportive of LGBT rights. So that was question number two. Question number three was kind of a follow-up to question number two, uh, a different reporter, though, asking, well, do you think 
that parents should be notified about GSAs and this sort of thing, which he answered. And then there was uh, another follow-up to that, and then another follow-up to that, and then another follow-up to that, and then another follow-up to that. And then we moved on to a question about Richard Starkey, because, of course, as you know, we discussed yesterday, he decided not to join the new party. And then we went to um, whether or not this was the right thing to do, that it represented the interest of constituents because they voted in, for example, a Wild Rose member, and suddenly they have a, a UCP member, and he dealt with that. And then we went back to LGBTQ question and a follow-up question as to how his views have changed, because he said they had, and that the interview was 10 years ago. And then they wanted an example of how his interview, how his views have changed. Okay, so that's a summary, right? Sure, if you if, if we're going to go with all that. I mean, I'll just kind of let you speak for sure. a bit. Yeah, that's I, I what mean, happened. That's exactly what happened. Okay, so where is your issue? My issue is this. Uh, and again, I don't want this to be seen as a critique of those individuals who make a living asking questions to politicians and going to to interviews and making themselves available and editing tape and doing everything that news people do. But my issue with it is that LG... Listen... I think what most Albertans want, if you ask them, and what they feel they don't have now, is a fiscally conservative government with a socially moderate view. Okay? Well, that's what, uh, that's, that's what I guess the UCP was aiming for. Right. And my question is, why does media seem to only focus on LGBTQ, on GSAs, on... How have you, your staff, they're asking an interim leader how his views of, he's an interim leader. He's, you know what he is? He's the designated driver of the party. He's holding the keys and somebody is going to win the car and he'll hand them the keys. So he's not the one making policy for the party. He's not the one who's going to, he'll be a component of that, a participant of it, but he's not the leader for the long term. He's an interim leader. And my question is, maybe it's a statement instead, but I want your reaction to it. I feel like one of two things happen. Either the media feels like the day-to-day running of the province and the economic crisis that we're in is not a good headline. But trying to get a guy who gave an interview eight to ten years ago and wasn't sympathetic to um, gay and lesbians is better. So let's ask him about that. And, And I feel like they just totally missed the mark. It's a question. It's a question. What does this new party feel about, or where do you see this party socially with regard to this? But the more imperative question, and again, I'm not trying to say it's not important. It is important. I'm saying it's not as important as whether or not my neighbor will be working next year, and it's not as important as how much debt I'm handing over to my children in 10 years, and it's not as important um, as how the, the new party will be structured. So these are all questions that I feel like should have been a- asked and answered. So hold on a second here. Mm-hmm. Let me interrupt you here and sure. let me let me go with what I what I could answer right now. Okay. So you said to me that uh, you just said that you want you know, you want policy on what's going to happen. You know, if my neighbor's going to be working next year. You want this. It's going to be happening next year. But why ask the interim leader that? So you just contradicted yourself in saying that why are you asking all these things to the interim leader? So I think what because because there is no there is no policy that's going to be sent by the interim. No, no, stop, stop. Now I have to interrupt you because you misquoted me. 
I, the interim leader is not going to make policy. Exactly. So but why he at the talk? moment represents the party. Right. So what I would want to know is moving forward, because the criticism of this new party is we don't know what it stands for. So I would like to know moving forward in general terms what does it stand for, understanding completely that down the road when we have a leader, when that party has a leader, that the actual details of the platform will be revealed in time for the next election. But at the moment we know it's fiscally conservative and socially moderate. Okay, right? so at that moment, at this moment in time, you're asking That's, a question... Now wait, yeah. Brandon. You're asking a question... Are you going to form a shadow cabinet? That's a legitimate question because he's the interim leader. Is he going to do that? No, he's not going to do that. Okay, great. Now we're asking about what's the party going to do about LGBT rights? He answers very generally about it's an all-inclusive you know, party and whatever. And then four follow-up questions and then asking him specifically, well, you gave a radio interview 10 years ago. How have your views changed? I don't care how his views have changed. I'm glad they've changed. I don't care. I would like to know in general terms, where is this party headed? Not in specific terms, does he regret that he gave a radio interview 10 years ago? And it, and it just feels to me, and maybe that's the job of media, and that's why I'm asking you, it feels to me like the media and attendants are saying, now let's poke at something and get this guy to say something. Well, this, the reason why that all came up is because it all came up as soon as he was, uh, you know, elected, uh, not elected, I guess, uh, put in as interim yep. leader, right? Yep. You don't want, I guess, both as the UCP party and members, you do not want somebody who is completely against a movement today, not just within Alberta, but within all of Canada, and you could even stretch that even into North America. You don't want somebody, because LGBT rights are human rights. And if you are anti, I'm not saying that Nathan Cooper is anti-human rights, I'm just trying to give the example mm -hmm. here, but if you are anti-human rights, then why are you the interim leader? Because if all you're gonna be focusing on is you know, everything else that every other leader is going to be focusing on, like, how are you going to be different, right? And that's what I think the appeal is. Because if you're just going to say, yeah, I'm going to be fiscally conservative, yeah, you know, we're going to, uh, we're going to have, you know, a balanced budget, we're going to have, uh, you know, the economy is going to be great, our health care is going to be good, let's focus on the education system, let's focus on the big three, you know, or the big four, how many main things that government are going to be focusing on. Right. So well, wouldn't that be the question to ask then in your time as interim leader, which will last only a few months, I would assume that you're going to usher in a new party and a new platform and you're going to help oversee the election of a permanent leader. Right. But, but the those same are the things he's going to do. Let me finish. OK, so I would ask. So what are your priorities as interim leader? What's your first priority? What are the priorities of this party as they put together their platform? I wouldn't say. I have this one question about one issue that I know you gave a dumb interview about 10 years ago, and so I'm going to ask five questions about that. I just don't get it. Because you're holding them accountable. You're holding anybody accountable. Why? Because they're Why about hold to, him accountable for because an interview Because they are representing ago. a very large part of our population. If That's supposed were, to represent a part of our I population, right? I get it. But if he's running to be leader, then nail him on this nail him on this. He's not running to be leader. Like I say, he's the guy holding the keys to the car. He's going to be there for a half dozen months, if that. What's this? July, my question, August, September, October. He'll be there three months. My question when I initially saw that was, why wasn't this brought up? And maybe it was, but why wasn't this brought up when he ran as an MLA? 
Sure. As opposed probably to... Probably was. And, and, and you know what? It probably was, yeah. right? Maybe you didn't answer the question that time. And maybe this is the opportunity that they have now because now it's in the limelight as opposed to, you know, just in, I don't know what yeah. uh, ML, or uh, what constituency represents, mm-hmm. but maybe didn't get him as much exposure because of the constituency that he's in. Maybe. Right? I guess, like most Albertans, I would like to know what this new party stands for. Yeah, but we won't find that out until But the only way I'm going to... We have to know at least... No, that's not true. We, we're going to find that out shortly because each leader as they've now declared themselves yeah, to be a leader will, will unveil what their platform exactly. is right i would like to know um what the overall picture is for the party and he has stressed that many times that it's going to be fiscally responsible inclusive you know a little more moderate that kind of thing and t- to that end i agree with what he was saying but the only news that you read or see are the politicians answering the questions that were asked Right? I mean, you get to see his statement, and then, but the headline in whatever publication is going to be the answer to the question that the reporter who's writing the article asked. And and I guess I'm saying, and maybe I shouldn't be doing it because I'm criticizing media here, but I'm saying if you're going to have the interim leader in a new party that in a historic landslide slide vote, um, that you're going to ask a total, or these people will ask a total of eight questions, and six of them will be about one issue. Like, I don't know that you're trying to report the news so much as you're trying to get an individual to say something that will make a great headline. And right. maybe that is the job of media. Well, it's the job of media to hold people accountable, right? There, yep. These are the questions that, unfortunately, not every constituent gets to ask their MLA or even other MLAs who are supposed to be representing them, right? Whether it be, you know, for the party. Like, for example, uh, my MLA is an NDP, but I can't ask, you know, Notley direct questions or I can't ask, you know, Hoffman direct questions. I got to do it through my MLA, mm-hmm. right? So this is something, and, and it is, it's always been media's job to be unbiased and hold everybody accountable. But shouldn't it also be media's job to ask the questions that they believe most uh, Albertans want to know the answer to? Do you so think you don't, most th- you don't think that Albertans were asking, well, this guy had very anti-LGBTQ uh, No, honestly, views. I don't. No, honestly, I don't. Because he's an interim I, leader. I, I, think, I think they do because... I don't think so. This is not just a conversation that's in Edmonton or Alberta. Mm-hmm. This is a conversation no, all across North America. It's not at the top of the list of priorities for most Albertans. And I'm not saying that it's not on their list. It's just not at the top. And so I would spend and the, more time... And I'm time assuming the top is, is economy, is, yeah. is healthcare, is budget, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have to take a break. Sure. We've got a caller waiting. Let's do that right now. I just realized during that conversation with you and I, uh, Brandon Graziano, yes. Graziano, that unlike myself and my partner, uh, Jalen, we have no safe word. I did Unicorn is the safe word. If it, <laughs> if it looks as though... I should have told you that before the show began. Oh, if we're going to argue off air or something like yeah, that? Yeah, or on. Unicorn! If it looks like it's getting out of hand, uh, Jamie wants to talk to us. I'm guessing uh, to give me hell. Hi, Jamie. Good afternoon, Andrew. How are you doing today? I'm very well, my friend. How are you? I'm doing just peachy. I'm just, uh, you know, was uh, driving back to my office when I heard you're, you know, turned on the radio here in Calgary and listening to your show. Yeah. And I wanted to chime in on uh, Nathan Cooper. Um, in all honesty, I lived in Olds and uh, the old area for close to 10 years. Um, my daughter is transgender. Okay. And one thing I can say about Nathan Cooper, in the 10 years I lived there, since about, uh, oh, God, uh, 2012, he's been very supportive of the transgender community in, in Olds. 
So in other words, and I'm not, to be honest with you, Jamie, I'm not familiar with the radio interview that people keep referencing from eight or ten years ago, but his explanation is that his views have changed, as many people's have, right? My own included. Yeah. And you accept that explanation? I do, because I've seen how he interacts with people with transgender within the old community. Uh, My daughter specifically, who Mm -hmm. is transgender herself. So do you have a problem with what, what I just said? Because my contention is that that's an issue, but it's not the only issue. And in the mind of, in my mind, it's not the major issue for Albertans. So you, you have a more vested interest in this issue than others. I mean, what do you think about what I said? I would tend to agree with you. I think the whole LGBTQ thing has been blown out of proportion by the media. I think they need to focus on, you know, what you said. Is my neighbor going to be working? Is, uh, you know, what are we going to do with our schools? What are we going to do with our health care? You know, those, mm-hmm. to me, are more valid questions than, than basically hammering a guy for a poor interview 10 years ago. Yeah, it just seemed like a whole lot of questions on that one topic. It just kind of annoyed me. Maybe I'm just in a bad mood because somebody drove over my tree. But honest to God, it just sort of, you know, six questions, seven questions total on this one topic when you only had a total of six minutes to ask questions. Why just that one, right? Yeah, I think they should have been asking more on how, he, you know, what the party is going to stand for. I agree. What is, you know, what is it going to mean to be a fiscal conservative with uh, and a social moderate? Exactly. Makes, and you want to, by the way, Jamie, the exactly. You, you know, Jamie, if you want to see awkward, uh, just wait a couple of minutes because uh, I'm going to go to break and then have to walk through the newsroom to go have a smoke. So we'll see how the members of the media feel. But hopefully they were busy for the last 20 minutes. And, I, and I've gotten it off my chest now, so we'll move on after. But I appreciate the phone That's call. That's all right, because you can walk through and say you're safe or a unicorn to everybody else. <laughs> exactly right. Jamie, thanks for taking the time to call. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great day. You Bye. too. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.